I got up this morning and one of my first thoughts was, man, it really doesn't feel much like Easter today. Easter's kind of weird. I usually have a lot more energy. I'm usually feeling that uh, uh, life is new again. Uh, I don't know. It's just a lot of anticipation and a lot of excitement. And I can't wait to get a hold of my guitar. And I can't wait to see all of you and uh, hug you and do a high five and just see the brightness and the life in your eyes as well. Yeah, when I got up today, uh, it didn't really feel like Easter. Well, I got to share this short article with you because it's all about coming back to life. Uh, many of us, uh, I w if not all of us, who've been um, living this life of being sheltered in and locked down, we've probably done a lot of reading. I know where I have, and I've been trying to keep up daily um, with uh, the news and especially the world news. And I just want to share something with you from the Washington Post uh, it's dated April 9th and April 8th, which would have been Wednesday. Uh, you might know that all the lockdown and uh, all the quarantines and everything was finally over in, in China. Uh, actually, it would have been in Wuhan, uh, which would have been the original epicenter of, uh, of course, the coronavirus as well. Um, but listen to this. Uh, it had been 72 days since the lockdown started, and Lydia Chen needed some light. Uh, she's 30 years old from New York. She'd actually flown to Wuhan to be with her folks. Um, sounded like it was for like a two-week visit. Um, outside the city, it was stirring, she said in an interview. Some, sh some of the shops were still boarded up, but she found a small uh, stall, meaning it was like a, 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 a small vendor along the street, and uh, they were selling a seasoned flatbread that she calls Chinese pizza. Now, again, 72 days, uh, Wuhan has been in lockdown. So she stood outside with the sun on her skin. People finally were free to go anywhere they wanted to. But she pulled down her mask. She was still wearing her mask. She had a hold of her Chinese pizza, and this is what she said. I took a bite of it, and I'm like, oh my God, she said. Oh my God, my life is back. It had been a while since she'd had her favorite pizza. Oh my God, my life is finally back. Friends, I'm reading to you today, again, the Easter story. From John chapter 20. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. And she said to them, They've taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have laid him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over. He looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. 
the cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed, for they, did, they still did not understand from the scriptures that Jesus must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary, Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They've taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Well, thinking he was the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary! She turned around. She looked at him, and she said, in Aramaic, Rabunai, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. O God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts this morning be acceptable to you, our rock, our strength, our Savior, the Risen One, our Redeemer. Amen. Well, most of us hearing the message this morning uh, have lived through several Easter's in our lives. Uh, we might even remember some in particular. I shared a story here, I uh, believe about a month ago or so. It was in one of my writings about a Easter morning that I can remember. Uh, it was in the desert southwest. It was a crisp morning. Wow, it was a crisp. It was kind of chilly. There was, it was windy. We were outside. We were setting up for an Easter sunrise service. And uh, I can remember we had these metal chairs out. They were clanking along. And uh, boy, we had a crowd that day as well. And it was so chilly. People were coming in. They were finding their chairs. And they were huddled all really close together. Kind of like the opposite of what we can do now. Um, they, weren't even, they weren't even a half an inch apart for that matter because it was so cold. I can remember blankets being pulled out and hats uh, put on to cover the, you know, to, to block our ears because the wind was so strong. I can remember setting up the sound system, as a matter of fact. Uh, why? Because the, the wind was so, uh, was so strong, it was blowing on the microphone and, and uh, 
we were turning it up and down to see if the mic microphone would work, but it, uh, we had to we had to really turn it off because it was too loud. The wind blowing along on the microphone and people were just but people were filled with joy. People were filled with new life. Um almost as if they had felt over the weekend that they were temporarily shut in, maybe locked behind closed doors like the disciples had been. Maybe even paralyzed a bit. Maybe Good Friday had paralyzed them a bit. Or, I'm sure there were people there that morning that were just, maybe they were there because it was the right thing to do. It was Easter morning. There's so many pent-up feelings on Easter morning that people just can't wait to get out. They can't wait to jump up with joy and say, Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. But sometimes, well, especially this year, after being in lockdown for five to six weeks anyway, we're not sure if saying it is going to change much at all. I try to I try to imagine what it would have been like on that first Easter. What it would have been like for for uh uh the women. Uh of course uh Mark especially uh, focuses on the the three ladies that are going to the tomb and the conversation that they're having as they're headed toward the tomb is who will roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb? Who will roll away the stone from from uh, our front doors, who will roll away and free us from the this COVID-19 world that we're living in, who will heal the world, who will be there to help our healthcare workers, who will roll away the stone that seems to be holding us down, who will roll away the stone that seems to have the whole world encased. Well, I know there's glimmers. There are glimmers. Glimmers of uh, not only the, the, the curve being flattened, but I, I guess there's a new term now, which means squashing the curve. Actually squashing the curve and squelching the virus. And of course, the different tactics that people are taking to do that as well. But there was Mary in her excitement her joy, her wonder, her confusion, wondering what happened to Jesus' body. And in the midst of all of that, she runs into the gardener. There have been a lot of gardeners out lately. A lot of gardeners out, and especially in our neighborhood as well. Well, I know it's a different sermon, but I always find it interesting that Mary realizes who Jesus is when he speaks her name. Mary! Almost like when she hears her name, it jars her out of the, the, the fear and the stupor and the confusion that she is currently in. Well, I wanted to share especially this passage with you today, and especially John chapter 20, verse 19, because very often on an Easter morning, that, that one scripture is not read. Many of us don't know that the Easter story, that there's a significant scripture right toward the, the tail end of the Easter 
story. It says the disciples, the disciples, Jesus' ambassadors to the world, you know, the brave ones that would take his word out to the world and spread the gospel, were locked behind closed doors for fear of the Jews. They were in lockdown, my friends. They were in lockdown. I don't know if they'd been using Walmart or Fry's or perhaps Instacart to get their groceries delivered. I'm not sure if they had their hand sanitizer and their gloves on and that they were keeping the boxes and the, the, the baggies outside when people delivered the groceries and that way they wouldn't carry any germs inside. Were they, were they seated six feet apart? Were they making sure to keep their social distance? I know it's not funny anymore, is it? But isn't it interesting that we find ourselves, I do, Wendy and I do, we find ourselves looking, we're walking on the street, are we getting too close to people? Do we have our mask on? Who will roll away the stone, my friends? Who will roll away the stone? The disciples closed up in lockdown behind locked doors for fear of what might happen to them. Mary confused, yet when she hears her name, it's like she's just shaken and jarred out of the stupor and confusion and the fear that's been holding onto her in her life all this time. My friends, is there life after lockdown? Well, if you ask Lydia Chin, who not only lives in New York, but her parents do live in Wuhan, China, if you tell her that there's not life after lockdown. She's going to remember the taste of that Chinese pizza last Wednesday. She's going to remember it as she she put it in her mouth and she said, oh my God, oh my God, my life is back. Life after lockdown, my friends, is going to be beautiful. It's going to be wonderful. There's going to be life again, and there's already glimmers of life. Let me share with you a beautiful, well, it's not just a story, because all you have to do is come over to the parsonage. Wendy and I will take you into the backyard, and we're going to show you that this is way more than a story. You talk about life after lockdown, my friends. It is 2020. 18 years ago, 2002, Wendy and I were moved from Mesquite, Nevada. We'd been there uh, about four years. Obviously, we'd gotten close to a lot of people. It was 2002. It was in the spring. We were on our way, actually, to Kingman, Arizona to uh, be the pastoral family at St. John's. The point of this story is a, a gentleman had died, and I'm sure it's happened to you, whether it be a funeral or, or a celebration of life or a memorial service, that the family will often hand out these little small packets. And what, inside the packets, there are seeds. They're, they're, in this particular case, they were flowers. They were, they were, they were just a, you know, a small packet of seeds. And, of course, we, we were packing up. We had to pack up a moving van and move from Mesquite, Nevada to Kingman, Arizona. So, uh... That was 18 years ago. Well, recently, Wendy was looking through some things in her office, opened a box, and found this packet, this paper packet of, uh, of flower seeds. And, of course, uh, Wendy, in her, um, in, in, 
the beautiful thoughts and the positive thoughts and always being uh, uh, close to God and looking ahead to the future. I don't even know if Easter itself had crossed her mind, but she made the decision, you know what, I'm going to open this packet up and see. In fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig a flower bed out in the backyard of the parsonage and I'm going to plant these things. Well, at first she, you know, she, she, she put several seeds in a bowl of water to see if they would even sprout, and to her surprise, they did. And my friends, in the backyard of the parsonage, uh, we've got um, a flower bed now. It's probably about a foot and a half uh, wide, uh, uh, a deep, I would say, and uh, about six feet long. And Wendy noticed just the other day, in fact, if you are on a computer right now and you're able to see some of the pictures that I sent out uh, via our, uh, our, our worship service today, you're going to see a picture of these, these little sprouts coming up in the black dirt. My friends, those seeds were in that envelope for 18 long years, 18 years. And right now, who knows, by the time you hear this sermon today, who knows how tall those little bitty sprouts are right now in our backyard. They're growing into flowers, my friends. There's life after lockdown. Whether it's a taste of pizza, whether it's the joy that we're feeling today, whether it's flowers, whether it's a, a, a check from the government for our stimulus package, um, whether it's the stock market coming back, um, my friends, believe me, the Easter story is so powerful. And the Easter story reminds us that in the midst of our lives, whether it be fear, loss, death. Oh, oh my gosh, so many people have died, my friends. Let's remember to lift up those who are just trying to, to smile today, let alone remember and celebrate that there is life after lockdown. Oh, gracious and loving Lord, we do thank you for this day. We thank you for this Easter morning. We thank you for the sunlight, for the brightness of the desert southwest, for new flowers. We thank you for the taste of our favorite foods. Oh God, there's life after lockdown. If anybody knows that, you do. Oh God, may we be close to you. May we know that you, Christ, are our Savior and our Lord and that it is in you, it is in you that we find life after lockdown. Amen and amen.